Don't believe the lie, don't believe it's lies. Satan tried to tell me I shouldn't even be alive. Don't believe his lies, don't believe the lie. Ain't strong enough to take your mind, but every day he tries. Don't believe the lie, don't believe his lies. What's up, everybody? Good morning to you. We are the uh, Men of Encouragement Podcast. Hey. We're going to talk about it. We are the Men of Encouragement Podcast. And we're just going to buy for a minute. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe his lies. Don't believe the lie. Ain't strong enough to take your mind, but every day he tries. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe his lies. He tell you this the way to live, just to watch you die. Don't believe his lies. Don't believe the lie. Resist him in here, flee. The Lord is on your side. Trying to tell me I ain't worthy because I'm 30 and my career ain't what I picture. Trying to tell me quit the journey. I know he heard me when I told him he's a liar. My desires trying to use what I acquired, but he's steady trying to turn me, trying to burn me, but I see higher. Sway me with the bottle telling me I won't be nothing. Welcome to everybody that is uh, just tuning in from YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We're the Men of Encouragement Podcast. And we uh kids on these women on my friends. I Yeah, yeah. Sex would make me a man, but the more sex I had, the further away I was from God's plan. Ooh. I was robbed, man. Like Kardashian, passionate about my absence, crashing into what no accident. Ratcheting is what I'm attracted with, distracted with, in a backslidden condition. Reenact what I have vision. Enemy wants me to listen to his lies. I try to fight him, that's suicide. I ain't strong enough to take him out. That's a fight for God. A thin line between a lie and the truth. Just because you used to do it, that don't mean it's still you. Just because they used to love you, that don't mean they still do. Just because you never did it, that don't mean it's something new. Put a blindfold on the fool and his vomit is still true. Yeah, yeah. Tell a lie to a liar. Welcome, everybody. I pursue your love, peace, and joy. Because the devil's here to still kill, destroy. Yeah, don't yeah. believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. Again, uh, welcome to uh, Mid of Encouragement Podcast. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. I've been waiting a long time to play that one. 
<laughs> I'm like, man, come on. Can we just have a moment to just even talk about that for just a quick moment? Because our, um, you know, our conversation today is going to be on, on patient love. But I just feel like that was just a really good, um, a really, really good topic because, um, you, you know, some of us will uh, have faith and um, and wake up this morning and really be unaware of what is going on around him, you know? And it's um, a lot of times it's, you know, a lot of times it's not even being aware that, um, you know, what your thoughts are and what you might be going through. Um, not to be aware of where those thoughts are coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. And and how it's uh, in opposition of, to what, you know, God would have for us. So, um, yeah. Good morning to you, Brother Dixon. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I love that uh, that song, you know, Don't Believe the Lie, you know, um, and, 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 and the reason why it's so powerful, because people believe a lie more than they, they believe the truth. And the reason why is because they don't know the truth. You know, when you don't know the truth, you're going to believe a lie, <laughs> you know, but then you got to know what is the truth. And um, God has given us his truth and his word. And so if you don't go to the word to find out the truth, then you're going to be left with lies. And the world is full of lies. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, for me, when I think about that, when I think about that, that song and about, you know, the lies, it's um, there's these moments where you feel like this emotion, you know, like you feel this emotion um, about something that's happening. You know, somebody has crossed you or you're dealing with a, you know, dealing with some thing and you have this reaction, you know. Um, or just when you're going into something and you have this like fear, it's kind of like, you know, people say, oh, butterflies are normal. Right. And I, and I think about those, like those moments where you're doing something, um, or you're believing certain things. And sometimes I have to stop myself and go, where did that thought come from? You know, like, where did this thought come from? Why do, like, why do I need to have these butterflies to, to go do this thing or that thing? And it's, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, Satan's way of playing on, you know, your vulnerabilities, you know, we call it insecurities. And, um, and well, he's always he's continuously making suggestions. Yeah. See, that's where the thoughts come from. You know, that's why, you know, in Second uh, Corinthians 10, it talks about you have to capture your thoughts. It's because you always are going to be having thoughts. You know, you have to think about what you're thinking about. And uh, if you don't, then you will not capture a thought because uh, as a man thinketh. In his heart, so is he. It goes back to the heart again. So you can't let thoughts get into your heart because now out of your heart will flow what you was thinking about. You know, so you got to deal with capturing your thoughts. And the devil's job is to, and, and as the song says, is that he wants to fill us with a lot of lies, you know, because lies are very powerful and they make us believe that that is the truth. And when we don't know the source of truth, then we will be left with lies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, one of the reasons why I'm glad that you are, um, you know, a member of this of this space we call the Men of Encouragement podcast, um, is because you always have a favorite saying that's as you like to say, <laughs> "What does the word say?" <laughs> and uh, and to me, it's you know, it governs us. You know, it gives us. Um, it gives us so much to be able to like go to what the word says. And, and then like you always talk about as well about rightly dividing the word, 
and it'll um, it'll bring light and it'll bring truth. Uh, just having one, just believing in the Father, believing in Christ, believing in the Word, um, but also being able to just having this understanding of you know the order of things in the Bible as well. Amen. Yeah. Well, today's um, today we are um, you know today we are going to be talking about. Uh, a topic that is near and dear to me, as Brother Dixon will will always remind me uh, when we have conversations that come up uh, about matters of the heart. Uh, this is something that I, I kind of take really to heart. And so today's topic is, um, is patient love. And, um, you know, when I thought about patient love, you know, I was thinking about how, like, how difficult it is, you know, I'm thinking about how difficult it is in terms of, um, you know, it's one thing for us to, you know, to say that, you know, that we love you. And in our roles, you know, we talk, we speak from, you know, we speak from a, a man's perspective, you know, um, we're fathers, husbands, you know, brothers, uncles, all these things. And, and a lot of times when we are saying that we're love, that we, that we love someone, one of the things that, it's challenging sometimes is the way that we do it. Sometimes it could be very, um, it could be aggressive. It could be an aggressive, you know, way at times, but patient love is something that, um, you know, that really takes some, some reckoning of the heart, you know, some reckoning of our own uh, disposition. And so today, I just, today I want to dive into it. And um, brother Dixon, as always, I wanted to just kind of have you kind of lead off and, and what does the word say <laughs> about mm -hmm. patient love? Mm -hmm. Well, well, uh, I'll get into what the word says, but I want to deal with the most important thing is source. Okay, I, because we got to deal with our source. You know, I think too many times in life we deal with resources more than we deal with the source. You know, God is the source of everything and he has provided us with resources. And oftentimes we honor and we worship the resources more than we do the source. Mm. And so when we start talking about patient and love and you talk about patient love, those are two separate words. And the source of patience and the source of love is God. God is love and God is patient. Okay, and we know in First uh, Corinthians thirteen, uh, when it describes love, the first thing that it says that love is is patience. Well, everything that it speaks to in that verse, in those verses, it says that God is all of these things. Okay, it, 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 you know we're talking about we're supposed to do the things that we love to do. Is try to do things without God. We love to try to do things without the source. There's no way you can do the things that God do without God. And many times people want to be able to try to do things with God or without God. So it says, the first thing it said that God is patient. And I'm just going to put God is because it said love is and God is love. So interchangeably as a synonym, means meaning that God is all of these things. So the first thing that it says is God is love. Okay. 
And 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 so God is patient. And another word for patient, and we talk about synonyms because oftentimes when people look in, in the dictionary, these synonyms, words that mean the same. And a lot of times people don't understand words that mean the same, but that, that means the same thing. Okay. And so patient, another word for patience is suffer long. Yeah. Suffers long. You know, you get some translations that say that love suffers long. Well, God suffers long. He's long suffering. And not too many of us in our natural want to suffer long. Okay. I think Marlene is saying lower the music. Okay. And, um, and, and I always say, well, God can be patient and God can suffer long because God is eternal. He has all the time in the world. He has forever. And we don't have forever until we with him forever. We have a expiration date. Yeah. Yeah. And so that causes us to be impatient. <laughs> that causes us. Outside of me, you will be impatient. And so once again, we have to go to our source because there's no way in our own flesh can we be patient like God. See, it's the difference between being patient versus being patient like God. So we have to make sure that we that we do that. And and, and then suffering long, you know, uh, a, a scripture that's very dear to me is Second Peter. Three and nine, which it says it talks about people who complain that how come God has not returned yet, or how come Jesus hasn't returned yet? Because the scripture says that He's going to come again, and so I say, what are you waiting on? Why, why, why? How come He is uh, has not showed back up yet with all the stuff that's going on in this world, all the violence, all the killing, and all the things that are going on? How come He just won't show back up and um, just come on back and just end all of this? Mm-hmm. And that scripture speaks to, well, God is patient. God suffers long. And he is not in a hurry for those who are not saved to get saved. You know, I always tell those people, I say, well, what if he had came back before you got saved? (laughs) You know, so you shouldn't wish him to come back before as many people that need to be saved get saved. So he is not in a hurry to come back because he is not willing for everyone to perish. And it says in that scripture also that one day is like a thousand years. Yeah. And a thousand years is like one day. And so in essence, Jesus has only been gone two days. <laughs> okay. So in, in his time, he's only been gone two days. So for us, it's been like a long time. Right, right, right. You know, but but he ain't in a hurry for everyone to perish. He wants to give people more time to come to him. And he already knows who's going to come to him. But he wants to give those who are going to come to him more time to come to him in order for him to save them before he returns. Okay, so so patient love is I mean, God, God is love. And so he, he, he pours the love of God. Romans five and five says that God pours the love into our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot love like God loves with the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was seeing a movie about a, a drunk man who killed a, a, uh, 
a man's daughter ran her over and killed her and uh, and the wife and they were both christians and the wife forgave him and the husband went off on her for forgiving him saying no way in the world i'm gonna forgive him and so throughout the whole movie he had to fight and battle with unforgiveness yeah. to the point towards towards the end of the movie he ended up forgiving and once again that took the power of god in order for him to do that because in our flesh in our natural state we're not going to be forgiving like that yeah we're not going to forgive like that and love is the same way god has told the husband to love his wife like christ loves the church you know he didn't say love your wife and he didn't and then leave out like christ loved the church that means we're going to have to have christ in order for us to love like that and once again we do not go to our source the source is where we get the power from and we have to believe because the holy spirit will enable us to do what we can't do in our own natural state but that doesn't happen without belief we have to believe in order for the holy spirit to respond the holy spirit said if you don't make a choice to believe then i'm not going to respond to empower you and so you have to be willing to want to do in order for the holy spirit to come to our aid to help us to be able to do it and that's how love and patient is that's why you say patient love you know i mean sure you know parents i mean mothers will will lift up a car over off their son you know, uh, uh, when he got ran over or something like that because of love. Right. You know, they'll fight against a bear, you know, if, if their baby is in danger. You know, that's love. Because, see, love has no fear. Okay. Perfect love cast out all fear, you know. And, and so that's something that, that's very powerful, you know. So, uh, and we're supposed to love one another. Well, people don't love one another naturally like that, you know. And the Bible says to love your enemies. You know how who, who wants to love their enemies? Don't nobody want to love love their enemies? No. You know, love the enemy. And so now, just reading these things, it said, "Love suffers long, and is kind." Kindness is totally gone. Kindness is one of the fruit of the spirit. People are not kind to one another. Okay, kindness is gone. And then it says, "Love does not envy." People are strictly envious and jealous of one another. But once again. If you don't have the God power to do that, you're going to, in your own flesh, you're going to be envious and jealous of people. Yeah. Okay. Love does not parade itself or, you know, love is, is not one of those things where you boast and you brag and you and you have pride and you're puffed up and everything else like that. You say love is, is not those things. Okay. Once again, God is not those things. And so you have to go to the source when you're feeling those kind of ways. When you're feeling like that, you need to go to your source. It said, uh, love does not behave rudely. How many people have been treated rudely lately? How many rude people have you seen? Right, 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 right. Okay, so so you have to have the source of God in order for you to overcome rudeness, okay? And then it said, God, love does not seek its own, meaning, you know, selfish. Everybody is selfish, okay? Everybody is selfish, okay? You know, I always say when you draw a circle, okay, who's in the center? Are you self-centered mm. or are you going to put Christ in there and you get out of there mm. and let, let it be Christ-centered? And, and and married couples have to deal with that because if either both of them get into the circle, Thank you, Jesus. okay, they're going to have some problems. They both got to get out the circle and put Jesus in the circle and let him be uh, the center of, of the circle. But most people deal with self, okay? It says that love is not provoked. Yeah. Oh, man, we get easily provoked. 
Oh man, would you, somebody say something wrong? You know, I mean, I remember growing up, people talked about the dozens. The dozens went real well until somebody said your mama. You know, when somebody said your mama, it was all over with. You know, the dozens ended right there. So it's not easy to provoke. You know, I always say that you have to work on becoming less and less offended by everything. And we are easily offended. Everybody get offended by, I mean, the whole world is all about offense right now. Yeah, yeah, you get offended. Everything, you know, people get offended. They say love ain't that way. Love is not. No. no. So let me. So let me just ask you before, because I know there's, there's a bit more. Um, happy anniversary to you, brother. Oh, thank you. Forty-one yeah, years. Forty-one years, um, brother Dixon and his wife just celebrated. And I have to ask, um, as you went through about married people, married people, um, how important has patience? been to you in order to be able to to get to 41 years like um i think the i think the conversation around love and patience is you know the applications are in our relationships Mm -hmm. and so 41 years i just can't believe you just got there because you just got there um how does how does patience you know um play its part to encourage those who are looking to be married and those who are married and those who are like you know, five years, 10, 15, you know, how does that, how does that play a part in the the marriage and the growth of the marriage? Good question. You know, a lot of people always ask what the secret is to that. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to refer to, um, I looked up the dictionary definition of patience just to see what the dictionary says. Yeah. And it says the, the definition of patience in the dictionary says the capacity to accept or tolerate or delay trouble or suffer without getting angry or upset. I, I, I thought it was very interesting. Suffer without getting angry or upset. I say, now, where did that come from? Suffer without getting angry or upset. Then it said it involves perseverance mm. and endurance. Yeah. So, so, so I, so I think that the answer to your question involves some of those things, you know, perseverance, endurance, you know, day to day dealing with when you get offended, how do you work on you? Because the, the offense happened to you, but you the one became offended. So that means that that means you have an issue that you have to deal with when you're irritable. That means you need to change, not the person who offended you. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is forgiveness. We talked about forgiveness. You have to do a whole lot of forgiveness, forgiving throughout those years, because not only do you have to forgive, but you are going to need to be forgiven. Right. It works both ways. You know, you're going to need to be forgiven. So you, you have a lot of nerve to not forgive when you're going to be need to be forgiven also. OK. And so it's a day to day running into things, you know, because I always say I just did a marriage for my son. And I always say on those on that day of the vows, none of those things are happening. You know, none of those things are happening. You know, you say all those things and you you cool about saying all those things and none of those things are happening. OK, so now after all that's over with, you know, and then the honeymoon is still pretty good, you know, and everything else like that. And then after the honeymoon is over with and everybody's gone back to their places and living their lives now. And now you're left with you and your spouse. Now you begin to start living life and now you're getting ready to run into all of those things that 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 wasn't all nice and and honeymoonish and everything else like that. All that's over with now. Now it's the day to day. 
It's day to day. You know, you're with that person every single day. You're in. You're sleeping with that person and waking up with that person every single day. Communication now has going to have to take place. You know, you're going to get a chance to know that person because that's the most intimate relationship of all relationships. Is because you're talking about a one flesh relationship. Yeah. You're talking about with your spouse, and so now you have to learn to communicate. And the three things on on the man's side, and there's three things on a woman's side that are scriptural. The first thing for a man is to love her like Christ loved the church. So now you got to deal with what does that mean? You know, I mean, how do you, and then how do you do that? Because it's one thing to know something, and the other thing is how to do it. Yeah. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is to dwell with her and understand. That's another thing. You have to know that you have to live with her to understand her. And, and that's not something that men are planning on doing. We wasn't planning on living with our wife, living with no woman, paying no attention to no women. We, we, we want them to pay attention to us, and then we want to pay attention to them when we're ready to pay attention to them. <laughs> so now, you know, you, 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 and God said, if you do that, then your prayers to me will be hindered. Okay, don't be praying to me. Yeah, that's real. And then the third thing that he says that we are supposed to do is to not get bitter and be resentful to her. I said, wow. Now, see, God, he, he's laid this out. Love them. Dwell with them to learn them. And then don't be bitter and resent them. So now that meant that I had to pay attention to getting bitter and being resentful, you know, paying attention to them and then loving them. And I said, the only source for me to be able to do that is with God. I need Jesus. Jesus did it. And now I have to get Jesus to help me do it because he's my head. He's my source. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that. So I had to grow. We're talking about growing and learning, yeah. teaching. You have to learn how to do that because don't, don't nobody know how to do that. And if you're not willing to learn how to do that, then you can't do that. And now as the head and the lead, now the wife will respond to you because she, you are her source. So she don't know nothing about love until she learns it from you. Okay. So her things is submit. She has a difficult time with submitting to your, your, your to, 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 to the leadership of the man because she's smarter than him. You know, so God put her in a humbling state. You got to be humble. You got to be and submit to somebody who you think you're smarter than and you know more than because Eve in the garden created a conflict between man and woman. So man and woman have a conflict and so she wants to be in charge and she wants to go ahead on and run, run the show like Eve did. And so therefore, now God has put you in a situation where you need him to be able to submit to him and allow him the leadership and for you to be able to make sure that he has the relationship with God in order for him to have a right relationship with you. That puts her in a very difficult situation, but she needs God to do that. That's the first thing. Hold on. Hold on. You running through it, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I need to unpack what you just said. Um, first of all, this show is called uh, Patient Love, okay? And not perfect because nobody's perfect, you know what I mean? Amen. That's why we ain't gonna do that. So it's patient love, amen. Because ain't nobody perfect, but that was just straight bars. And the reason why I have to say that is because, um, the suffering is suffering of yourself, like you have to empty yourself, you can't like do this love thing, um, just the way you want to do it. You know what I mean? There you go. And, and I think that hearing hearing you break that down, because to love your wife like Christ loves the church, um, it's not the way that you the way you were taught from Amen. your mother and your father. Right. Unless Amen. unless their modeling was. Well, let's just say this. God is 
Christ is the model for us, period. Hey, there right? you go. There but you I go. do want to say, like, whatever that you brought brought to the table, it's not that. So you almost have, we have almost have to come into these relationships and unlearn what you thought love was. Because in order there to love you Christ, go. There like, you go. In order to what love to your wife, like Christ loves the church, you can't be about your thing. There you know what I mean? Go. When you there said you to me, this is what I'm just hearing, because I'm just going to speak for the brethren who, uh, uh, you said you want to talk to her when you need to, I think. This one. And I was yeah, like, when you want to, when you want to, and when you want to is, is a, is a time and a place that, <laughs> that may not be conducive, you know what I mean? To there what you, you want. Right. But, um, and so to me, that's putting ourselves to a side because what you want at that time, brothers, it could be the flat. It could be some, you know, you're trying to get the, you know, you know what we like and what we do. Yeah, yeah, you you're trying to, to get the ice cream and the cookies. And so there I'm saying, go. so, so that's, so God is saying, I want you to to love her like me. So you got to put all that to the side there right? you go. <laughs> to, to love her whole. And then to the ladies. Oh, my goodness. Because there's so much rhetoric that's going out there, brother, about about love. Right. And so when I think about love and I hear all these things that are out there and women even saying that they, you know, they want a man to lead and all that. I said, if you want a man to lead. <laughs> Oh my God, this is a whole other podcast. When you ask for a man to leave, to lead, you saying what? You know what I mean? And again, here we are on our terms. I need you to lead. I need you to be this. I need you to be that. I need you to be this. And what you just said about the scripture, God's like, I need you, lady, who I'm saying, you, you implied that the woman is smarter than the man. I need you to come to me, right? Thank you. So that, so that you could um, have the power that I have for you and you to be able to love this man, right? Mm -hmm. And these conditions, right? These conditions that we make up, you know, in the relationship that we have to unlearn, he's he's got to give you the heart to be able to love, to be able to submit. Mm -hmm. I mean, him loving you like Christ loved the church, that is no joke, lady, because ain't no perfect woman, ain't no perfect man. There you go. Right? So I don't live in that, in that world, but I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about a woman who is being asked to submit to a man and she's smarter. And maybe she's got more bread or whatever yeah. the thing might be. Right. That submission part. And women say, I ain't submitting to no man. I'm not doing none of that. It ain't well, you got to submit to Christ first. It ain't about him. You, know yeah, you got to submit to Christ. You it know, submitting to a man is submitting to Christ. And, and, and here's the thing. And Christ said, I'm not asking you to do anything that I didn't do. Yes. Because I'm equal. He said, you're equal to the man. The man is not superior to you. You're equal to him. Okay. And Jesus said, and I was equal to my father. <laughs> and I submitted to him. <laughs> okay. So like I submitted to my father, you need to submit to your husband, to your own husband, you know, because it doesn't tell you to submit to no man. It tells you to submit to your husband. Okay. Because that's the Christ church relationship is the husband wife relationship. It's the same model. I think somebody was talking to you about the bride being, you know, well, the, the, right there. That's the bride, the bride, the church is the bride of Christ. There because just like the husband has the bride as, as the wife, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, so, 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 so Christ, so Christ loves a gentle, quiet spirit in a wife. It says it right there in, in Peter. It says that he loves a gentle, quiet spirit. So it says that if the man is not doing what he's supposed to do concerning Christ, it says without a word, wives. Without a word, because there's no way in the world that they're not going to want to say something. So they need the power. They need Holy Holy Ghost power to resist saying something about it, because 
Because because God says, no, I don't want you to say anything about it. I want you to do something about it. And what I want you to do is show your reverence for me and do it in a gentle, quiet spirit. And then I'll go to work for you. I will go to work on him on your behalf if you're willing to do that. But if you want to go ahead on and use your own flesh, your own power, your own natural abilities, then good luck to you. And you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah, you know, you know, this is so, ladies, I want you to know he's not telling you that you need to be, you know, be looking for a man to just walk all over you. Amen. Right. Because the, we got to start with the first thing he said, love you like Christ loves the church. And the only way he can love you like Christ likes, loves the church is he has to have an obedience and he has to have a relationship with the father that um, that he's willing to die for. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. To do the Amen. right things for God. So what happens, though, if we keep it at 100 is you like what you like, just like he likes what he likes. Mm -hmm. And that oftentimes has come before you being able to see the God and the relationship with that man with Christ, because a man who loves God, who's convicted, ain't going somebody that you, you should be able to feel comfortable. You should be able to feel safe with that. If you have to be vulnerable to do these things that you can, and a man needs to be able to do the same thing, because if he's going to have to be um, gentle and he's going to have to suffer, you know what I mean? He wants to know that he's got a safe place in a home. And so there's this ask that God is asking for in these scriptures and for us to be able to do. And I think, um, the topic of this this conversation again is patient love. And there's no way, there's no way that you're going to just automatically do this because you got married, you know what I mean, or because you got baptized a long time ago. That it's going to be a practice, and it's that practice is going to be during um, a practice of patient love. We so need the want, power of yeah. the Holy Spirit. This Amen. is supernatural. Yeah. It's not natural. Yeah. We have to call upon the supernatural. Because God, Christ loving the church is supernatural. For a husband to love his wife has to be supernatural also. And it cannot be supernatural without the supernatural. We want to do everything in our own flesh and, and naturally. And once again, we want to do everything without God. We want to be able to tell God, I got this. I can do this. I don't need you. No. We need God day by minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, year by year. We need God. Yeah. And the moment that we try to operate without him, then you find yourself in the natural state. We need to live supernatural lives yeah. versus natural lives. Yeah. I want to add, too, is that um, like check your heart. So I'm always going to always talk about the heart because that's just my thing. And I want to say that your patience and God's patience ain't the same patience <laughs> just straight up brothers women and you find out like what what's what's your capacity for patience and then go back to the scripture what's the scripture the coordinates again just give them the coordinates because because it's it's spelled out in the book it's hard and what oh, yeah, what we hard. what we determine is what you have patience for sometimes your patience is only giving you the capacity to the amount that you have healed from from trauma from the divorce, right? From the things that, you know, that you fear. That's what you got pa patience for. And so... Um, yeah, well, patience love, is, a, is a eternal point of view. And, and it ain't, on, it ain't on these terms. It ain't on these terms. Like, you, you know, you can't no. base it off of your, just on your emotions. He said it's a, it's a spiritual gift, right? Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual request, like a requirement. And the only it's way a fruit. It, 
It's and a brothers, fruit of the spirit. And, and brothers, I'm going to help you out right now. I'm going to help you out right now. Father, give me the strength to have the patience to love my wife like you love me. Amen. Amen. Like Amen. you like you did for me in Calvary. Amen. Father, give me the strength to do what I can't do by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to yield to it because you know what? We have it in us already. See, see one of the things that you have to believe is that we have the power. The Holy Spirit is the power. You know, in Acts 1 and 8, it tells you that, you know, you will have power yes. when you receive the Holy Spirit. Okay. And another thing about that patience, you know, James 1 and 3 says, testing, the testing of our faith produces patience. Yeah. I repeat that. The testing of our faith, our faith is going to be tested to produce patience, <laughs> to yeah. produce patience. So God is working on us to produce patience. We're going to be forced to be patient. You know, God will put you in a humbling situation where you're going to have to wait. You know, he loves to say in scripture, wait on the Lord. And people be like, ah, I don't like that. People don't like waiting. Who, who likes to wait? You know, don't people don't like to wait in line. People don't like to wait their turn. People don't want to wait on nothing. And God will put you in a situation where it is beyond your control that you're going to have to wait. And and one of the things when you you just like segue right into what I wanted to say <laughs> is you don't control anything. And so how that faith piece works out is he will reveal to you, you know, just how much you do not control. You know, people, we do a lot with our schedule. We do a lot with reading books to learn and be educated and, and earning money. And we can keep doing and doing and, and becoming, you know, uh, better by, you know, so many world standards. But the faith will come into play when he starts to show you, when you start to see that you don't have control. And one of the ways that he does it, one of the ways is with our children. Amen. We do not control our children as much as we try to. We do not. You know, they don't mean? belong to us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, we think we own them and they belong to us. No, they belong to God. Everything belongs to God. Once again, the source. Go back to the source. Okay, we are stewards of our children. We are a steward. They're on loan to us for a certain amount of time. And our job is we're going to be judged on whether or not we turn them over to Christ, whether or not we show them who he is versus making them think that we got. You know, let them know that we serve a God and making sure that they get saved. We train them up to know who God is, not who nobody else is. Yeah. And so the control freak, um, man and woman, <laughs> you cannot be a control freak. And here's the thing about the heart. If you are if you're a control freak over here at work or you're a control freak over here when you're on a project, you're a control freak about your kids. You can't be a control freak here and there and not have these qualities of a control person and did not have uh, an added layer to you being able to have this, um, this vulnerability of patience because you're, you're submitting to the father, father help me. You know what I mean? Because, because we want what we want when we want it. 
And the reality of it is, is that we learn to grow into father. We want what you would have for us. Mm -hmm. Right. And that takes, and that takes time. And God is asking for us when he said for us to love one another, it's like he says, not the way that you said, and it's not about reciprocity. It's not about all these terms that we've created um on this conditions. side it's These called conditions, conditions. yeah yeah <laughs> and again and again you have to take your focus off the person that you are married to mm -hmm. it has to be focused on what is your relationship with god and his word and what there he's asking go. of you you gotta if go for the source of power god you, you gotta know, stay, when stay you turn your light on in the household you know you gotta deal with where that source come from it didn't come from you it came from the power company yeah, you yeah. know so you know, if the power company don't give you no power you 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 don't pay your bills and you see if you get some light you know so you got to go to the source god is our source yeah. we have to go to him to be able to do these things yeah. and when and we, we don't believe that we, we're gonna be powerless and when you are and when you are without your source, you are powerless. So you can't be patient. <laughs> you can't really love. You calling it love, but if you can't be patient, I don't know if it's really love. Amen. And love requires some things. Like you said, suffering, go back to the scripture and see. So um, what we are going to do now, just to segue, because um, we've got another event coming up. Yes, yes. Hey, we we're super yes, excited. We it's summertime, summertime. Hey, yes, 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 yeah. yes. And so yes. we have... Um, you know, coming up, we have another gathering and I'll let um, Brother Dixon break it on down for you. Yeah, this is a, a, a all church. It says all church summer gathering. And notice it said all are welcome to join us. That means if whether you go to Mount Olivet or not, all are welcome to join us for food, fun and fellowship. So it's a great opportunity to come out and see church folk dance like David. You know, it's so we we don't just like hold back. You know, we we definitely do things for the Lord. But you get a chance to see that you know relationships are very important. So we want to love on you, and let you see that it's okay, it's safe. You're not not judgmental or anything else like that. We're gonna come out and everybody like to eat. I don't care what your faith and non faith is. Everybody like to grub, get the grub on. I hear we're gonna be having some catfish, fried catfish. You know, so you Say need what? to come out there and get yours. You know, so. And we'll have our giant barbecue grill out there. And so you get a chance to come and and then we'll have some games and some activities for kids, you know, so you bring your kids out. So it's a whole family type of thing. You want to bring your whole family out. And it's at a rental park. You know, we with on our uh, near our west side campus. We normally do things on the north side campus. And so we wanted to turn around and do something out on the west side to make sure that they don't feel left out and that, you know, we're willing to come out there and and, and have a gathering with them. So. Please uh, come out on August the 12th. Uh, it'll be from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Renko Park. You see the address down below, 7100 Northeast Birch Street. That's in Hillsboro. And um, on that Saturday morning, it should be a great, great time. You know, we have music and fun. And uh, I guarantee you, we'll probably, you know, wobble and, 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 and do, do some uh, some other line dances and activities and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, miss, I miss my opportunity. I didn't get to get in on that Cupid shuffle. So I'm going to have to get in on the Cupid shuffle. And everybody, if you don't know the dance, just, you know, just watch first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want nobody yeah. to get hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're not just having music. We're having a DJ, you know? There you go. There you and we're go. we're not just having hamburgers and hot dogs. We're having mm -hmm. catfish out there, there in the park. There you, you go. Squirrel, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so and you can bring a rack of ribs if you want to. Oh, for yeah, those yeah, you yeah. know who don't believe, you know, talk about that pork and stuff and the pig <laughs> and stuff like that, please. You know, so you know, we'll we'll have the big old giant grill out there, and you can throw a whole rack of ribs on there. It, 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 it covers about 15, 20, 20 racks of ribs. That's how big that pit is gonna be. So oh, yeah. you have no yeah. excuse to come out and get your grub on. Yeah, and last and last year, last year, brothers was brothers was throwing throwing them bones. Dominoes was played out there. Oh, yeah. We had a good time. And there's some big whisk people out there, too. You know, I know people like to play spades and all that kind of stuff. But they have some big whiskers out there along with the bones, you know. So, hey, just bring your family out, you know, and uh, it'll be a whole lot of fun and, and, and fellowship and, and love. Amen. Amen. Well, we um, we are going to be wrapping up. We want to thank you all. Um, again, we are the Men of Encouragement podcast. This is a, a space to encourage you. And we uh, we are out to encourage men. Because our belief is, is that um, through the men and through encouraging men, that we can do better to um, to encourage and influence women as well. And so, but in this space, we hope that you have been encouraged. Uh, we appreciate you for following us on on Instagram. You can follow us at the Men of Encouragement, and also on our YouTube, um, and and also Facebook. We're on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and you can also uh, stream us on your favorite streaming platform like spotify uh apple music or apple podcasts and amazon music um we're on all the different uh, platforms for that but we definitely definitely appreciate you uh tuning in and the support and we love your feedback and um we really just really just hope that if um anything that is said that is encouraging to you um that you will um just be blessed by it and if there's anything you'd like to share with us uh feel free to message us on on our platforms uh brother dixon on patient love before we before we ride out and before you ride out because you're about to go ride out Literally. <laughs> uh, any last words before we ride out no it's just that once again we always have to pay attention to our source you opened up the show with us with with a song that talked about lies and uh it's so important to deal with the source of the truth you know, because if we don't go to the source of the truth, then we're going to be left with nothing but the source of lies. And so we have to definitely overcome lies with the truth. And we have to go to our source to get the truth. And if you don't believe that, then, you know, I don't know how life is being lived by you dealing with trying to figure out what the truth is versus what a lie is. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we again, we appreciate you all for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. And um, that's it. Men of encouragement, we're out. God bless you all. Peace. Amen.